Sports and their fans are full of superstitions. Whether it be wearing the same pair of dirty, crusty, war-torn socks for every game or wearing brand new shoes every game, it's safe to say that sports and superstitions go hand-in-hand like hoops and basketballs. On this episode of What the Canuck, Maria and I will don our lucky shorts and ward off any bad juju as we investigate the wildest superstitions and pregame rituals in the NBA. Welcome back to another episode of What the Canuck, the podcast where two people who know almost nothing about sports talks about things that may not necessarily pop up on every sports broadcast. We look into the weirder side of sports, the side that gets sports fans talking and leaves us wondering what the Canuck. I'm your host, Maria. And I'm Riley. And today we're bringing good vibes by breaking down some of the NBA's weirdest superstitions. That's right, Maria. Later, we'll talk to a special guest who is very familiar with superstitions in the NBA. But before we get to that, we're going to play another game. A game? Yes, Maria. I'm going to list three big superstitions slash pregame routines that NBA players believe help them play better when it comes to game time. But there's a catch. One of these superstitions slash rituals will be completely made up. Are you ready? Bring it on. All right. Superstition number one, MJ shorts. Retired basketball player Michael Jordan wore his practice shorts under his game day shorts. Is this true or false? False. No, that scene in Space Jam wasn't a lie, Maria. Michael Jordan actually wore his practice shorts underneath his game day shorts because he believes that he played better while he wore them. It's true. They say don't believe everything that's in a cartoon. What a lie. All right. Superstition number two. Karen Butler's Mountain Dew and Straws. So Karen Butler's superstitions are so wild. The NBA has banned them twice. Earlier in Butler's career, dating all the way back to his high school days, Butler would drink half a bottle of Mountain Dew before a game and then finish the remainder of it during halftime. When he became an NBA player for the Wizards, his team at the time, assumed that chugging two liters of sugary carbonated Mountain Dew was probably not the best for his performance, so the team outlawed him from drinking it. After the banning of his Mountain Dew chugging, he turned to chewing straws. Didn't matter where from, McDonald's or Burger King, Butler would chew up to 12 a game, later saving later having his straw chewing banned by multiple teams he played for. Does this sound true or false? It sounds true. I love chewing plastic straws. All right. And the third superstition is painting a masterpiece. The night before his game, Steph Curry finger paints with his child. It does not matter what they paint or where they paint, but it is very important to him that they finger paint the night before each game. Doesn't matter if it's back-to-back game nights. They are no exception. Curry finger paints with his kid, but doesn't wash his hands afterward and goes straight to bed. He then washes his hands off in the morning so the paint smell stains into his hands. He believes that this smell drives him to be on point when he shoots, and he credits this method of pregame ritual to how he won the three-point competition in 2015. I want to say that's true. Well, one of these is a lie, Maria. So was it two or three? I toss and turn in my sleep. So I don't know how he wouldn't get paint. He's rich. He can afford a new bed sheet I, every night. That's true. But like, is it just the one finger that has paint on it? Or is it like both of his hands? Well, it it did just say finger paints. I'm going to say this is a false. You would be correct. It's not like he sleeps like a zombie with his arm straight up in the air. Um, Steph Curry does not finger paint with his child before the night before each game. Uh, I don't know where this came from. I'm just good at lying i guess or bad because you you figured it out i guess i'm just a good detective and please welcome our special guest bugs say hello bugs hey how's it going it's good to be here 
All right. So before we get into the questions, do you have any pregame rituals? For me, whenever I would, is it for any sport? Like anytime I would play anything or watch anything? Yeah, we'll go every sport for yeah, this. Yeah. So um, my pregame ritual was always I would puke before every game. Like, would you force it or was it just uh, natural? It was it was natural, but I felt like if I didn't puke, then I would play a lot worse because if I tried to hold it in and if I tried to stop it, then I would feel like something's off and something's wrong and I wouldn't have a good game because I'm just thinking about how much I need to puke, how much I just should have done before the game. Was this like in the locker room or like at home? I was in the locker room. Ugh. Yeah, so my uh, my teammates didn't like that uh, routine too much. Stinky over here, vomiting in the trash. Yeah. I would imagine like that's, uh, <laughs> that's wild. Um, so what is the weirdest pregame ritual that you know in basketball. In basketball. Interesting. So there is this uh, NBA player. His name was Glenn Davis, nicknamed Big Baby Davis. And so Big Baby Davis, uh, he weighed around, he was like the heavyest player in the league because, impartially, to him eating two full course dinners before the game in the locker room. He, no matter where he was, no matter like what city, he would have a restaurant come or he would send someone to go get like two like full course like steak meals before the game and he would just have both like like close to game time like 45 minutes even and just chow down as fast as possible and it's like he wants to that energy he wants to feel the heaviness so he feels heavier so he can body other players because he was such a big guy that's crazy like i feel like that would incite puking before you, a game, you would think, right? But for he he had a pretty decent career. I mean, he he was on the Boston Celtics for a while. He was he had a he had a lengthy time, and uh, doing that, uh, I think his weight did catch up to him in his later years when he wasn't as agile at that weight as he used to be. So he ended up not you know playing as long as he might have with a better diet. Speaking of the Celtics. Is it true that an hour before tip-off, every member of the Celtics has a PB&J sandwich? Like, what's going on there? Yeah, so the, the camaraderie of the uh, Boston Celtics with Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo, and Paul Pierce, uh, they had a very much uh, us against the world. And their coach, uh, the name is, I couldn't, I can't remember the name right now, but he kept forcing this, um, like, not like a team, but like a band of brothers in war sort of mentality. And one of the ways that the, the funniest way that they would have them like bond and do things together was to have a PB&J before every game. <laughs> so everyone is just in the locker room eating PBs and eating with each other. It's kind of like a, a small little dinner thing where everyone's like talking about it, eating a sandwich <laughs> before the game. Okay, so the player Rasul Butler, he only gets drafts from left to right before the game. In addition, he also takes five sips of water before entering the game. Not any more, not any less. What kind of an effect does this have on his mentality when entering the game? Well, when it comes to superstitions in any sport, really, um, it's all about feeling comfortable while playing. You know, when you're in front of a lot of fans, when the pressure is high, like when you're at that highest level of sport, the the pressure is always on to perform because it is your job and your livelihood to be able to play at a high level. So doing anything that you can to feel comfortable on the court and have you play better without thinking of anything else is a benefit to all people, especially uh, Butler. And uh, I mean, 
even in hockey, people would like stay on the ice for longer or do this or do that. And having that sort of routine of if I do this, then I do well. If I do this, then I would do well. If I do this, then I would do well. Even if it's not necessarily true, having that confidence really boosts their playing. Would you go as far as Ray Allen, though? Like, he takes a nap from 11.30. Do to one, eats a whole chicken and rice meal. At 2.30, he shaves his head and walks out on the court for 3.30 and warms up for three hours before the game. I don't know if I would want to shave my head. I mean, I guess if I have the career, if I was, if I were to become Ray Allen just by doing that, I probably would. Guy's a millionaire, you know, he's won championships with several different, like, different teams. And I mean, the the nap sounds nice. Naps are nice. Naps sound good. Uh, the chicken and rice is something I eat all the time. Anyways, I love chicken and rice. I don't know if I would shave my head. It kind of, I have a weird shaped head. So I, I've done it once before. I don't know if I'd do You wouldn't go full Britney for basketball? <sighs> if I, oh man, now that when you put it like that, Britney is uh, kind of cool. You got to do crazy things for crazy results. Do you have any superstitions before watching a game yourself? Uh, before watching a game myself, I'll, uh, it's nothing too crazy, you know, I'll make sure to uh, like have the game on the channel that I'm watching about two hours beforehand, just so, you know, I don't have to think about it while I'm getting ready, uh, like making food or doing my chores or something like that. Uh, one superstition I have is I just sit and watch with all of my jerseys. Like you bring them, you bring them all to the party. Yeah, I bring I bring my jerseys. I mean, if I'm at home, I'll I'll bring them out and like I'll I'll lay them around. Uh, but if I'm like at someone else's place, I that's kind of weird, right? So you're chilling on your couch. You got Durant next to you. You got LeBron with you. Oh, you yeah. got the whole crew. Yeah, I'm a Pelicans fan, so I have like two Zion jerseys. I'm wearing one of them. One of them's off to the side. I'm wearing a Brandon Ingram jersey, or I have like a Jose Alvarado, and whoever's doing really well that game, I'll put on their. Uh, I'll put on their jersey and cheer for them specifically. So do you usually watch the game by yourself then so you can do this? Yeah. There's not many Pelicans fans around. Uh, They're kind of a small market team. So, One last question for you. Is it mandatory to have like a shaved head in basketball? I, I don't think I can name a single basketball player normally or one with long hair. Um, Fun fact. I can name a couple with long hair. Like Stephen Adams, uh, he's from Aus- he's from New Zealand, seven foot tall. Uh, his nickname is Aquaman because he looks just like him. Uh, there's uh, Jeremy Lin for a time had a giant mohawk, and that was crazy when he played for the Brooklyn Nets. I only think of Stephen Adams with long hair. You know what? Maybe they also have their own superstition that they need to shave their head, but they don't want to shave it. Yeah, I mean, I there was a guy named Lonnie Walker the fourth who had uh, really crazy, crazy hair when he entered the league. And um, I didn't recognize him this season because it's all gone. I remember one time, like, he fouled somebody because he hit him with his hair because it was so big. Maybe it's also from, like, the weight of their hair, too. Because, like, for me, I have very thick, long hair. And when I get a haircut or, like, anything like that, my head is so much lighter. And I feel like I'm not... It's like you're almost carrying like a backpack and mm-hmm. then you like take stuff out of your backpack and you're like, whoa, this is way lighter. So that could be it too. Maybe he just jumps a lot higher these days. All right. Well, that's all the questions we have for you. Thank you for coming in and answering our, our questions. Yeah, thank you for having me.
Maria, I can't believe that Bugs used to throw up before every hockey game. Uh, and I hate throwing up. Well, I guess he wouldn't really have a choice, though, right? Because it's better to, like, throw up than always to have that. Like, I hate the feeling before you throw up and you're like, I need to throw up. Like, I hate throwing up a lot, but I hate the feeling beforehand more. Like, imagine loving the sport, but every time you go to play it, you're met with, like, one of the worst in the world. Like, I wouldn't play it. It's just that, but I mean, like, you where there's a will, there's a way, right? I guess so. So people really have these weird rituals before games. Like, they believe that this will help their team play better or them play better. Yeah, it's crazy. And, you know, the only thing I knew about superstitions beforehand was an episode of Scooby-Doo and the WWE. And they did a crossover with John Cena. I do remember the episode you were talking about, though. But now we know more about NBA superstition. Riley, what was your favorite superstition? Honestly, I, I'd have to go with the... Um, I'd have to go with the Ray Allen superstition or ritual where he um takes a nap from 11 30 to 1 then eats some chicken and rice shaves his head and then walks out and practices for three hours that's that's commitment that's that's like throwing up before each game yeah on a whole nother level well i mean if you can rock a bald head go for it i feel like everybody in the nba rocks a bald head but they can get away with it i guess so Tune in next week to hear Riley and I discuss soccer fan bases. We learn all about chance, face paint, and crowd energy. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. For now, stay curious and keep asking, what the Canucks?